Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. And I'm your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping a two-part episode, season five, episodes 11 and 12, titled Lexicon of Love. But before that, we'll get into some trivia for Terry. All right, I've got five questions for you this week because it's a two-part episode. Yay. God, I... What does what does VIP not stand for? Oh, my goodness. Vital. <laughs> what the hell is it? I remember... This is embarrassing. Very important what does it not stand for i don't know she was talking about jay though i know that vastly icky poser (laughs) i was not gonna guess that it's all right what prank did peter attempt to play at the after party he tried to pour a liquor into the fountain yes he tried to spike the punch yes yeah of course creepy right what does Hazel proclaim that the limo will be free from? Did she say she says skanks? Yes, correct. <laughs> what does Paige need to do in order to get an extra ticket to the premiere? Oh, she needs to say a boot. Yes, correct. <laughs> or an eighty percent. Where does Snake try to take the family for vacation? It's Mexico. Is it the Maya Rivera? Oh, I didn't even know the city. Mexico. Okay. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. We're back and we're better than ever. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, We're not really, though, because I don't have any tidbits today since it's a two-part episode. I'm sure we'll get into a tangent and you know see where it leads us but that's all i have today i was gonna add some tidbits from our instagram account because people are always saying fun things in our in our our box inbox but y'all will be disappointed to know that i actually have to do my job today and i'm gonna have to do it tomorrow (laughs) and i'm going to have to do it the day after that so things are not going the way i need it to go at work they're actually requiring me to do what they pay me to do it's really hard yeah that's the worst but Let's go ahead and get started. This is a two-part episode. We're going to start with plot B of the first episode, then go on to plot A, and then we'll go to the second episode of plot B and part A, as I typically do. And so to get ourselves started, Peter and Emma are laying low by actually laying very high key. They sneak off during class to meet up together. They are talking through the bookshelf in a very obvious fashion (laughs) in the library, and Peter invites Emma to the premiere to go with him. I don't understand why all Degrassi students weren't invited, but I guess for drama. Right, right. Because it was literally filmed there. And then when they're starting school that day, there's like a bunch of press. So how were they not all invited? And why is it taking place at their school in the first place? Right. School barely takes place at Degrassi at this point. So, <laughs> And like how many students really go to Degrassi that you have to limit it? There are like 10 kids there. Yeah, land in like two teachers. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Anyway, Emma will be at the party with Snake because her mom needs to stay home. Y'all gonna get a babysitter? And Emma reminds Peter that Manny will also be there because she's in the movie. 
I do want to know how Toby and Liberty got an invite. Right. And I'm trying to figure out where JT is, but I'm assuming that's because he's still in the hospital or recovering from the hospital. Oh, girl, I forgot all about that boy. Right? But yeah, because they weren't in the movie. I just remember I'm Liberty like, is it president? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, or... Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Not important enough for VIP, but... To remind us that Liberty is pregnant, I guess. Yeah, just so you don't forget, she's literally been pregnant for like 87 years, so... Because why are they even in this episode? <laughs> what do they add to anything? They don't even speak. They have like one line each. Oh, why is you here? Peter and Emma sneak into the theater to make out when, surprise, surprise, Miss H and Mr. Simpson were already in there going to town on each other. That's why Mr. Simpson left What's the Name at Home. A girl. She and said, I just You're not say, invited. I watch all my content with subtitles because I can't hear, apparently. <laughs> Although somebody told me that they talk quicker in TV shows than they used to, but this is an old show, so there's no reason why I can't hear them right. and understand. But anyway. Um, the subtitles read kissing noises and gross. <laughs> Nasty. Um, so I would consider Emma and Peter to be the original Claire Edwards and Jake as they were two possible step siblings in love. <laughs> Naturally, Emma wants to confront them, but Peter stops her. He actually gives her a pretty decent advice and tells her that she shouldn't do anything until she's calmed down or she's going to re- regret it. And Emma storms away. With her terrible acting, all her lines this, like, this episode specifically, all her lines were so bad. Like, it was almost as if she was, like, acting it out, and it would be like, Emma says, blow blah, and storms off, but she would, like, say it, and then pause, and then storm off. (laughs) Oh my god. It was so bad. I actually watched this one, apparently, um, still before the summer break, so it's been a while since I've even seen this episode, but you're absolutely right. This is truly a downfall of her acting skills. If maybe, maybe they were just asking beyond her range. Right, right. Yeah, because they tried to give her drama and like emotion this episode and it really was not, se- like she wasn't selling right. it. So like maybe she's good at being a holier than thou mm-hmm. activist, but she's not being a good, I'm mad because my stepdad's cheating on my mom. Right, like emotional, aside from mm-hmm. just having to cry, like actually having to convey some emotions with her mm-hmm. conversations that she has. She's not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so when Mr. Simpson makes it home, he finds Emma in the kitchen crying and making tea. Yeah, this was unbearable. <laughs> Emma tells Mr. Simpson that she saw him with Mr. H. Mr. Simpson has the nerve to try the deny till you die route, he basic- but then he basically owns up to it. Emma becomes loud and emotional, trying to learn more about why he acted in that way. Girl, how? Anyway, Mr. Simpson claims that he is ashamed of his behavior, and Emma tells him that she might tell her mom. And honestly, he needs to be worried, because we all know that Emma's a snitch. You know, honestly. And then he asked her that golden question of, like, have you ever done something with someone you're not supposed to? Not that that's what this is about, but girl, he is actually reading you down. (laughs) Like, Like, what was you doing in there, girl? Exactly. Lying because you weren't going to get anything. You were literally going to make out with homegirl's uh, son. So uh, on to plot A of this episode. It is time for the premiere of the movie, which is after we already have been at the premiere, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) For whatever reason, Jay the Devil is at Degrassi. He is truly the epitome of he doesn't even go here. 
He is a loiterer, like if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Girl, always at the school and not even in class because he doesn't go there. It's crazy. He'd be at the mall with JT. He'd be at the school he doesn't go to, at the premiere in the alleyway. Like, does he not have a job? No, Jason Hogarth is bored right now, okay? <laughs> Alex tells Jason the devil that she no longer needs him, so she declines his offer as he invited her to go to the premiere with him because he's got two tickets. And she says, I'm going with Paige. And he's like, oh, you're going with the Queen of Degrassi? Wow. Meanwhile, the Queen of Degrassi is wearing a pink scarf around her neck while she discusses with Kevin Smith at Degrassi. Or no, she discusses Kevin Smith at Degrassi with Hazel. So she's talking about Kevin. She's talking to Hazel, Craig, and Manny. Craig says they're going to do a big tonight. When Alex shows up, she's like, yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to be amazing, but it gets really awkward really quick. Because guess what? Paige only got two tickets and she's taking Hazel. Hazel goes on Mean Girl after Alex kind of saunters away. And Hazel says they weren't going to take um, Alex anyway because the limo is a skank-free zone. What is her beef? Like, what this did a- Alex do? This is, like, a very interesting comment to me, though. Not that I'm a slut-shamer, but <laughs> what has Alex done to be considered a skank? That was my question. That's a good question. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, actually, her boyfriend was the skank, and the reason she doesn't have a boyfriend anymore is because she broke up with him because he was being a whore, so. (laughs) Right. And again, not slut-shaming, but she's truly standing right next to Manny and Craig. That's actually a really good point. And the fact that they're even standing next to each other because they also have beef is interesting. Right. (laughs) Anyway... Paige takes offense when Hazel says that, and she stands up to Hazel, telling her that she shouldn't talk trash about Alex because Alex is her friend. Then Paige accuses Hazel of being jealous, <laughs> which she very much has been in the past. And I guess she decides to drop out of the limo and go after Alex. Alex makes it clear to Paige that she just wanted to have something nice for once, but Paige took that away from her. We next see Paige trying to fix her mistake by asking Kevin Smith for an extra ticket to the party. Kevin is funny, and he gets her name wrong, and then he adds that they used to simply refer to her as the busted leg girl. Y'all don't need to go in on this girl like this. She is a child. They were really dragging her. Like, that is crazy. He like He's nice, and he agrees to give her the extra ticket, but she has to say about the Canadian way. So she says, a boot, and gets the extra <laughs> ticket. He also lets her know, by the way, you were cut out of the movie. Whoop. Paige takes this as an attack on her performance, but he assures her that this is just part of the process and he had to do that to J-Lo as well for his movie, Jersey Girl, which Paige has not seen. And he jokes that he doesn't feel bad about cutting her from the movie because she hasn't seen Jersey Girl. And now I guess I got to see Jersey Girl. Bitch, I ain't seen it either. So what is he talking about? I literally had to Google to see if he actually directed it. (laughs) I think somebody in one of our, um, in our inbox told us to watch it. And look, I just... When I sit down to watch a movie, I want—I usually watch stuff I've already seen. Yeah, I'm so guilty of that. So, like, me watching new content is very hard to come by. I struggle with watching new, old content. So, like, I think that show was filmed in, like, 2004. Like, obviously, I watched mm. Degrassi because it's a TV show and it's short form. But when I, like, go to watch old movies, sometimes I can bear it, but sometimes I just can't. I'm like, well, I missed the era where it was good, so I just can't rewatch it now. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Paige gives her tickets to Alex because she was cut out of the movie, but Alex encourages her to join her at the premiere. 
It's the premiere at last, and the kids are really simple. Manny shows up with her hair and a fucking ponytail. She had a two-piece sparkly set on, and she was posing like people were really there for her, though. Child. And I guess she was the star of the movie. No, was she? Or was it Ellie? No, it was Manny. It was Manny, yeah, because she was, like, the love interest. Yes. I saw TikTok a little bit ago, which talked about how white people, which I know Manny isn't white, but anyway, they get their hair done and it looks exactly the same as it did before. And I thought about this as I saw every single white person hopping out (laughs) for the premiere. And they'd be like paying mad money for it or they'll say it takes so long and it's just like, please. (laughs) That is the next sentence I say. I say they pay like upwards of $200 like it's nothing and then they wash it the next day, which makes sense because obviously different hair type. Which I did have somebody tell me. She said that she felt like because black people pay so much for our braids, you know, we're paying $300 plus for it, but it's great because it lasts six to eight weeks Mm -hmm. versus she pays $300, $400 to get her hair colored and it looks entirely like it only looks good for the first day. But theoretically, I mean, your hair is still colored. Yeah, right. Because that's what it is. Like one of my friends told me that she pays that amount every time she gets her hair like highlighted and cut. That's like every three to six months. That's nutty. Like, <laughs> but also, so don't color your hair. Yeah, because it's a commitment, and that's the braids a, are a protective style. Right. I think that coloring is hurting. I mean, I don't know. I don't color my hair, so y'all could tell me. Either way, um, women pe- or people with long hair were paying a lot of money to get it styled, regardless. And some people are getting it, paying lots of money to get it styled, showing up with their hair in a ponytail, and washing it the next day. So that is really sad. <laughs> anyway, so Paige looks like she threw in some extensions. <laughs> she does get her desired effect because Jay the Predator does briefly reprimand Kevin for cutting Paige in the movie. Paige is really upset about being cut from the movie, and I promise you, girl, nobody's worried about you. So, like, she's like, what are people going to think? Nothing. They don't even, I didn't even know you were still in it. Right. People didn't remember that, and I actually remember her being really bad when they were, like, filming it, so. Honestly, she was (laughs) awful. And the movie was even worse, but everybody loves it. Alex is really (laughs) excited about the movie and the party. She pressures Paige into attending the after party, and the after party is a bit of a dud, but Ashley is thinking, or Alex is thinking, about trying to get into the party with Paige. Ooh, or the VIP party. Um, I also add a note, Liberty still in the background, pregnant. Next. Jimmy <laughs> lays the compliments on thick for hey, Ellie. Peter pours some alcohol into the drink fountain, or he starts to, uh, which also feels kind of unsanitary. Like, people were really drinking out of fountains. Yeah. Things were really, really uh, bizarre. Even, like, when you think about, like, big events like this where they would have like food laying out that is so so sus (laughs) Paige and Alex get into the exclusive after party because they pretended to be together I want to say that men aren't that simple but like they are especially in like a line like that with security like I don't think it takes much as a woman to get past them (laughs) which is sad they go in they find Jay the devil who was allowed into the VIP party he suggests that Alex dumped him because she's a lesbian, and then he offends Paige. <laughs> Alex gets very defensive of Paige, and they dance together in a way which I guess is received as being sexy, but, like... Okay. Yeah, girl, like, they're just dancing terribly, in my opinion. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> alright. So, I was supposed to... Th- I 
I don't know what we're supposed to think as the viewer, but I know that we see as the viewer that the men seeing them think that mm-hmm. they're hot. Right. Jay the devil tells Alex that he wants to watch her and Paige. Typical demon behavior. And Alex is clearly smitten with Paige. She offers to walk, walk Paige home. They try to slip into Alex's house to grab some shoes and then slip out. But we end up learning from Alex's mom that Alex talks about Paige a lot. Paige wants to stay, but Alex clearly wants to get the hell out of there before she gets snitched on some more. <laughs> Paige's, Alex's mom is drunk on the couch and she's eager to spill to somebody. So that she ends up going to sleep, Paige and Alex connect on the couch verbally, which is important to note because anyway, later, Alex had a great time and she thinks that the night was magical. Paige tries to walk things back and says that they were just having fun. But then Chet gets home and then Emily and Chet get into a screaming match. Alex gets hit when she tries to step in. They go to Paige's house after the incident. And Paige feels very badly about what happened with Alex. And Alex tells Paige that she's in trouble. But about something else. Tensions Drama. are high. And Alex kisses Paige. Paige returns the kiss. And that's important because this is going to come up later. Paige stops things from progressing and says they both need to go to bed. She's clearly uncomfortable, but part one of this episode's ends. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Back for uh, the second part of this episode. Terry, you got any questions, comments, or concerns? Um, My only comment is we actually now get to see a little bit more into Alex's life, because before we just used to hear about it. So I think we're getting a lot more character development for her. Um, and it's clear that she really does end up in the crossfire of her mom and her, her boyfriend's like spats and like relationship, even when she tries to stay out of it. So like, I can actually imagine why now she comes to school so angry because shit like that probably happens on the regular and she probably tries to avoid it. And the one time you bring Paige over, it happens. It's like, poor girl. She just like be at school trying to escape it, but then hates everyone at school because she didn't get to sleep the night before, I'm assuming. So and I think she said something about, like, the way her and her parents fight. She doesn't know if she's going to be sleeping at home or at a women's shelter, her mom and her boyfriend. Um, I want to add, now, I know that there's not a lot of logic to abusive relationships, but it's crazy to me that Chet can never hold down a job. Her mom mm-hmm. is constantly bailing him out. She's constantly paying for him for things. But she doesn't know if she's sleeping at home or at a women's shelter. How many bills is Chet paying? To stay there, right. to be able to dictate who is there and who isn't there. Like, yeah. because if men have anything, it's the audacity. Yeah. On any given day, any given Sunday. And it's like, we'll see them meet later, but it's like, it makes sense for a second why Alex and Jay are together because, you know, cycles just repeat themselves. So, mm, you're right. All right, so back for plot B. Emma has had enough of Snake, and she's quite annoyed when talking to her mom and when she sees him at school. Emma storms away from Snake, and she basically tells Miss H to fuck off. Morning, Emma. Don't talk to me. Bitch. (laughs) That's the principle. Like, that's actually nuts. But, like, I'm not even mad at her because they were being so sloppy, and that got Emma in this awkward-ass position. Like, do I snitch on you? I always stitch on you, but I don't want to hurt my mama. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's so true, too, because they were at a premiere for the school, like mad students were there. So honestly, they're lucky that it was Emma and not someone else because it actually y'all, could have been a bigger scandal. Y'all could have gone anywhere and you went into that theater. Y'all Crazy. stupid. And made them kissing noises. 
<laughs> Baby Jack is back around, and I swear he's like four years old, drinking out of a bottle. What is this? Is this season five? Okay, he was mm-hmm. born in like season three. Okay, I guess he's two. Anyway, surprise. <laughs> Snake sold his motorcycle to buy the family, plus Manny, a trip to Mexico. But Emma just can't accept her win, and she's got to fucking ruin it. Over here licking a gift horse in the mouth, or whatever the fuck it is that they say. <laughs> Emma's tantrum requires Snake to come clean to Spike. Then there's a really huge argument and Emma overhears and Snake leaves to go to Joey's. But then, tell me why. Why does Emma try to encourage Snake to stay? Bitch, what did you want? Literally. Because two seconds ago, you literally made him snitch on himself and you were playing the kind of am I or am I not going to tell my mom? And I think where everyone messed up in the situation is once Snake found out that Emma knew, he really should have taken it upon himself to tell Spike whether Emma was going to do it or not. Like, that's actually because a responsibility. What did you think was going to happen when Emma found out? You knew. Right. So, upset by the consequences of Snake's actions, Emma storms away from him to cry in a chair. Also, <laughs> A-plus acting. So, so bad. She, like, runs over to the chair and, like... Leans over. Girl, get off the frame. I don't get it. What was that? What are we doing, Degrassi? Degrassi, what happened? I want to see the script for that, like what the action was, because it was bad. Same. All right, so Paige is acting awkward that morning because we're moving into plot A of the second episode. She's trying to get ready for school, and Alex is still a little flirty and friendly. Poor girl, so frazzled over there by the kiss from last night. It's just really sad. Or, I mean, it's not really sad, but it's awkward. And she feels awkward. Alex tries to get Paige to open up, but it seems like things are too much. The dancing, the kiss, the domestic violence. Alex takes offense when Paige tells her, I can't deal with you. And Alex decides, I will walk ten feet behind you on the way to the bus stop. Upon arrival to Spirit Squad practice, Hazel inquires about Paige's night, but she's still too shaken up to go into details with Hazel. Darcy interrupts that it's time to practice their new cheer for Kevin Smith, but it's clear that Paige did not write the cheer, as she promised, but she pretends that she does, or that she has. Paige finds Marco to seek some advice about sexuality. It is at this point that we may realize that Paige is questioning what's happening with her sexuality after the kiss. Does this mean that she's gay? Is it okay to kiss a girl and not be gay? Does she like it? She doesn't ask Marco these questions explicitly, but they might be running through her mind. And Marco thinks that Paige is talking about a crush on Heather Sinclair, but obviously <laughs> we know this isn't the case. Child. Right on cue, Alex shows up. Marco does not read the room, and he invites Alex <laughs> to join them so they can talk about the VIP party. Alex declines the invitation, and Marco figures it out. Marco, why are you so obtuse? I can't with him for that one. Alex tries to invite Paige to lunch via email, but Paige declines due to spirit squad practice, which isn't a lie. And the next scene, we see Alex in an alley when... Here I am in an alley and a rat appears, just like magic. <laughs> Hello, Jay the Devil. He's here to return Paige's shoes to her, but first he wants to know why Alex likes Paige. Surprise, surprise, Paige interrupts so they can have an important talk. Paige tells Alex that she's not a lesbian. <laughs> Even though they both deny being interested in each other... They then get sentimental, which results in a kiss. But Jay the Devil witnesses the kiss, so he takes it upon himself to share the news with Hazel. That page has gone the gay way. Jay, who is still lurking at Degrassi, 
tells Hazel about dancing, the dancing, which Hazel's like, girls dance. But then he's like, but they was also just making out in an alley. Hazel tries to walk away, but then the school Satan, which I also again note, he doesn't go there, starts chipping away at her insecurities. He suggests people are going to think that you and Paige are probably gay first if she's gay now. And there he struck a nerve. Hazel was like, y'all ain't going to think I'm gay. So Paige gets to practice and she's like, girl, we need to talk. Paige's like, no, bitch, we not going to talk. But then Hazel is like, did you... Did you become a lesbian and not tell me? So then Paige drops Darcy and she goes over to talk and she says, we kissed, but it was nothing. I I just got caught up in the moment, not realizing that Alex is right behind her. So Alex storms away, hurt, and then Paige chases her down. And Alex's feelings are very understandably hurt. I get it. So she's all crying and sad. But (laughs) Paige ain't got time because it's time for the cheer. And guess what? Do you think she wrote that cheer? Hell no. Of course she ain't write shit. (laughs) <laughs> it goes horrendously it's terrible it's cringeworthy it's embarrassing jay the devil is sitting outside of alex's apartment and he admits that he's lonely he's kicked out of school sean moved away spinner found jesus and all he has left is alex he feels like he and alex get each other and she lets him live in peace and he lets her into and she lets him into his place and you know he's just like chat which i think her mom noted in one of these mm-hmm. episodes she's like you guys are so much alike you and Chet, and it's like, girl, that's not a compliment. That is such an issue. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Just like, it actually makes sense, and I'm glad Alex can see why that's not a good thing now, because this man is horrible. But let me tell you, I was watching season seven, and why is the devil still around? Girl. Like, and he's still causing chaos in season seven until he finds Jesus and Manny. I'm really stuck on the fact that, like, even Hazel let jay into her like ear and like it's high school logic obviously but especially back then i'm sure someone like starting a rumor that you were gay is probably like someone's biggest fear right at the time where it's not accepted but you literally are listening to someone that doesn't go here who is always on this campus who doesn't go here and who doesn't go here like i just don't understand why you would listen to him he also is the reason that jimmy is in a wheelchair so why are you even talking to him you know what i mean girl he put your man in a wheelchair She's an idiot. But okay, listen to him. Right. So Paige is, I guess, lurking outside of Alex's apartment, and she apologizes. No, no, we're not there yet. Paige apologizes to Kevin for his lackluster cheer, and in return, (laughs) he offers her a listening ear, which comes with some average advice. He calls Paige (laughs) out for being distracted by Alex, and Paige affirms that I'm not gay. I appreciate that Kevin recognizes that he's not one to give advice, but since Paige and Alex seem happy together, perhaps you'd explore happiness with Alex, regardless of whatever her labels are. And he tells Paige, go chase that girl. I almost, I almost was feeling bad for Jay because he did present a case that I'm lonely, right? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't respect Alex's boundary. And he bonds with her mom and the abusive boyfriend, Chet. And Emily really brings things home because, as I said earlier, in this moment is the moment I talked about earlier where she says, oh, Jay, you remind me of Chet. And, yeah, this is this is a come-to-Jesus moment for Alex. <laughs> Emily's so happy that Alex took the Jay the menace home. And Alex gets pissed. She's like, no, I didn't. So she storms outside only to find a very nervous Paige waiting for her. Paige tells Alex that she's ready to stop worrying about what other people think. And she apologizes. Mm. The episode ends with Paige and Alex holding hands. Aww. 
finally Paige's whole thing this whole episode was literally what everyone else was thinking which is wild and again high school logic but girl it took you way too long to come to that realization that it literally mm-hmm. does not matter what other people think simply terrible do you have a moral I do what's your moral don't let the hater stop you from doing your thing <laughs> that's a good one Mine was those people aren't your friends. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. They're not your friends. No one in no here one is. is anyone's friend. Hazel is not Paige's friend because she was really just willing to out her in the middle of a spirit squad, which is so damaging if it were to be true at the moment. Hazel, Hazel does this all the time. Girl. She cannot handle feeling insecure about her relationship with Paige and then she will do something that's detrimental to Paige. Not saying right. that like Paige is in the right. I mean, I don't think Paige necessarily actually did anything wrong to Hazel this time. Mm-hmm. But and honestly, she didn't do anything wrong to Hazel the time with Mr. O either. When Hazel's like, mm. I can't believe, like, oh, Mr. O, you only have eyes for Paige. Like Hazel cannot get her jealousy in check. Yeah, that's a good point. She yeah. feels threatened and she starts throwing bitches under the bus. Yeah, like that's big hater energy, and it's literally like. Girl, please, just please. Like, Paige's, again, Paige's whole thing this episode was really, like, her feelings for Alex are obviously mutual, but she didn't want to accept it for the fact that she was worried about what everyone else was thinking, and it doesn't help when someone that is supposed to be your best friend is, like, trying to out you and just talking shit. So I see why it took her the whole episode to come to the realization, but, like, that's really the moment where I'd be like, okay, Hazel, you got to go, because what are you doing? And not you letting Jay get you all Girl. worked up. Right. I, I wish she would have actually told Paige that's where she heard it from. Because that would also be an indicator that I need to stop talking to Hazel. <laughs> like, I want you to be so serious, Hazel. Grow up. <laughs> BFFR. Always. All right. Do you have any qu- other questions, comments, concerns? No, nope, I think that, that covers it for today. All right. Next on Degrassi. Downtown Sasquatch has a shot at a record deal when a music producer shows interest in them. But they later find out he's only interested in Craig, who has to make a difficult choice. Meanwhile, Liberty prepares to give birth while dealing with the stress of school. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoy your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes.